This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to McDelivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's when the time. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Rich. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. I, I seem to be doing pod after pod after pod at the moment, so it's a top-heavy start to the week. Um, we keep recording after the Mansfield game too, no doubt. So uh, one day I'll get some time to myself. But until then, we press record. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm good. Uh, tired, still trying to catch up after a hectic weekend of typing up articles, but I'm positive, I'm positive. Oh, well, it was back to reality for all things Swindon Town, including the presser, because it was just your good self, Johnny Leefield of The Advertiser and Sean Hodgetts of BBC Radio Wiltshire in attendance. All the others gone. Let's start with Man City then, because, oh man, I've covered it in two pods. Let's make it a third and final one. What was your experience of the day? How did you find it? It was it was a great experience, I have to say. Um, in some ways, it wasn't that different from a typical game that we cover in League Two. Uh, but in other ways, given the, the amount of pre-match hype and and the probably vast amount of other journos that were there as well, it, it was quite significantly different. And also just access to players and access to certain areas of the ground were, were a little bit more difficult. But that's what you expect when you're in a in an encounter against a Premier League team. Um, it was a good experience, like all fans had, but it was certainly a lot more work than <laughs> I typically usually have to do. They didn't allow you to sneak into the buffet? They didn't. I actually got there to the ground and uh, ITV were, were the only ones allowed in the press room. And I thought, oh, I'll just sneak my head in to ask uh, the tea lady Marion for a cup of tea. And I'll tell you what, it's more security than Fort Knox. 
honestly. Uh, she eventually <laughs> came out and handed me one, but it was, it was a bit of a pain in the arse. All I wanted was a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. So <laughs> I, I think Ben Fisher of The Guardian was there. Stu James of The Athletic was there. Who else was there in the Nationals? Who else was there? Uh, well, of course, Rich Wellens was there for BBC Manchester, wasn't he? Um, and and next to myself, I had uh, former Man City player Michael Brown, who was doing the comments for City TV. So uh, he was, i tell you what, I thought, oh, I won't really want to speak. He wouldn't leave me alone. Honestly, the bloke was great to chat to. So we had a bit of banter about Manchester City as well. And, and it was a good all-round experience. But yeah, I'm not sure if too many fans saw Rich Wellens there, because I'm sure he might have got a little bit of a song game to him or something like that. Who knows? No, I didn't know he was there. That was that was new information to me as well. But you know, I'm glad you had a good time. What what did what was Garner asked about about the Man City game in the presser? Because I'm glad I saw the majority of questions were about the game and the weeks ahead. What were the final thoughts from Ben Garner, and what was covered? There was only really two areas that were covered, and it was of course player stats against Manchester City because I think many of us were expecting you know, Swindon Town to be showing, the players to be showing that they've ran five kilometres more or, you know, their heart rate has been increased by 20 beats a minute against Man City. But in fact, you know, Ben Garner said it was, in terms of physical output, it was very much the same as our League 2 games. It was just a different type of movement. Whereas probably against teams in our league, you might see Swindon players move more up and down vertically. In this game, it was kind of up, down, left, right, diagonal. Every single place that Manchester City pulled our players where they played balls side to side and expose gaps in our defence. The second part of Ben Garner's quick appraisal of Manchester City was actually targeting this issue that we have sadly heard about, of racism in the game. Um, and Ben Garner was simple in his approach. The club had already put in a statement out about this issue, but he said there is no place for it in the game. It is ridiculous we're having these conversations and let's hope we can get to a place where it is eradicated. And I think everyone echoes those sentiments as well. Yeah, no place for it anywhere. Football, beyond, whatever, just idiocy and ignorance at the highest it's just so annoying okay what what about the sort of aftermath of the game because it, it has to be difficult for some clubs to sort of get their squad back into the focus of the real quiz really and that's league two football what's been the situation i'm pretty sure they were in the following day weren't they i'm not sure too much if they're in the following day but from what i understand ben garner said they were all of high spirits, so you'd lead you to believe that they all did come in. Um, I'm not sure how intense that training was. Obviously, a lot of those players would have been absolutely knackered after that match. <laughs> being pulled oh, I, got, I, got, I got cramp watching it, so yeah, yeah I got cramp watching it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was, a, it, was a, it was an entertaining occasion, wasn't it? And, but you know what, we expected this, we expected City to dominate the ball. I think more of the news, which we'll touch on shortly, was regarding the departure of Kane Kessler-Hayden, which the club found out about at 6pm on Saturday evening. It's quite a late decision. I understand it. it came out of the blue, really. There was no prior communication with Aston Villa about his recall. And now Swindon need to adjust because, of course, he is going to be a big miss. Yeah, and there, there was an olive branch for Kessler-Hayden, wasn't there? Because Ben Garner seemed to, he didn't seem to, he did suggest that there's been no indication to suggest that he's going somewhere else on loan. They do genuinely just want to have a glance at him. And if they don't want him for the Premier League season, then there's every chance we might see him again, a la Jerry Yates. Yeah, that is true. That is exactly what Ben Garner told us this morning. He 
he had a phone call, as I mentioned, from Aston Villa on a Saturday evening. Um, and it was very much that they wanted to call Kane Kessler Hayden back, not for what some fans have said online about going to a championship club or a League One club because they want him experienced there, but it was actually just because they want him to go back and look to target in that right back position. They're going to give him the next couple of weeks to see if he's able to compete in that squad, which would then lead to a Premier League debut if he is. Uh, but at the moment, Ben Garner believes that if he is not able to compete with that squad, then he will be back here, hopefully on loan until the end of the season. He said on Kessler Hayden, he had some nice parting words. He said they had a big hug together um, on Saturday, actually. And, and Kessler Hayden was actually very emotional about his departure, which really does show you how much that Swindon Town meant to him. Yeah, even though it, it probably fell nicely. I mean, he was capped by England youth during his time here, scored his first goal, you know, so it, it, it will be a big deal for him for the foreseeable. Um, and, you know, I really hope I hope he goes on to, to kick on with Aston Villa. It sounds like he wouldn't have been available for Mansfield. It sounds like he, he was probably the only player that came out of the Man City game a little bit crocked. Yeah, he he got a bit of a battering, which we seem to have heard a couple of times this season with Kane Gesslehead. And he, uh, he certainly seems to get fouled a lot more than others or kicked a lot more than other players. So, you know, he's he's not here and we move on and, and hopefully you never know, he could be back by the end of the season. Yeah, and I think to highlight Terry's point in the pod, really is a tough few weeks for Swindon, fixtures-wise, so it couldn't have come at a worse time for us. But yeah, we go on. And also, Alex Gilbert was was mentioned too, and it's only fair that he gets a mention. I've been a bit sniffy about him, and I always feel bad when, when, I, when I say things like that. I thought he was brilliant. He showed great potential when, when he first arrived. And I thought Ben Garner's words about him explained... Alex Gilbert struggled with Swindon quite well. Yeah, it was it was a very honest assessment from Ben Garner that it was Brentford's decision to call him back from his loan and it was the right decision all around for all parties involved. He started kind of his loan move at Swindon Town quite well and he, he seemed to, especially for myself and other journalists, get quite high plaudits. But as Swindon Town and Ben Garner started to find out their position, there wasn't really a, a proper position for Alex Gilbert to fit into. He would have had to adjust his play uh, and Ben Garner just felt it was best for him to to move back to Brentford and, and possibly see Cologne move somewhere else where they can fit him in. Yeah, and, and it, it also it was highlighted by Ben Garner that tactically Gilbert was was a bit lost at Swindon, wasn't it? His, the way he plays just didn't suit well. Yeah, it didn't, and I think that's why Ben Garner didn't want to really waste his time and and say, you know, if you stick around here, we'll we'll get you playing this way, and because. Alex Gilbert wants to play a certain way and he, his football, if he's going to fulfil his potential, which he has a lot of, then he needs to be playing in a team which really uses his strengths to its full capabilities. And unfortunately, at Swindon Town, they're not able to do that. And and it, it, it's entirely right from Ben Garner because you wouldn't change your tactics just to fit one player in, no matter how good he may be. Yeah, and so it's out with the old and in with the new. Two new signings were discussed during this presser. Jake O'Brien, who's joined on loan from Crystal Palace, and Manny Idem, who after a successful trial has signed to be Swindon's second stroke third choice goalkeeper. What did Garner say about these two? Well, a lot more was said about Jake O'Brien because I feel that this is a player that will certainly have the most immediate impact for Swindon Town. Uh, you, as you mentioned, A comes on loan from Crystal Palace. Uh, Jake is a really talented centre-back, is with the words of Ben Garner, highly thought of at Crystal Palace. And actually the reason that he was loaned out to Swindon Town, uh, Ben Garner told us, because Patrick Vieira, of course, the Palace manager, wants his defenders playing a certain way whereby they are comfortable with the ball at their feet. 
they're comfortable then making passes forward from that position and also dribbling with the ball out from defence as well. And that's what Swindon Town defenders like to do and ben, the way Bengana wants to play. He thinks that Jacob Ryan will be a strong addition and he will definitely play this week. He might not start, but whether it's against Mansfield or Port Vale, Jacob Ryan will play. Um, and and Bengana just seems really impressed with him more than anything. He, he's impressed on the pitch and training. And interestingly enough, he's also impressed Bengana in the gym with, with the manager describing him as a really explosive and powerful lad, which... I know we have defenders there, but I have to I have to be honest. If you look at some of Swindon Sound defenders, we've probably not got the most well built, for want of a better word, defenders at the club. Yeah, I guess you you, you want your stereotypical big lads at the back, don't you? <laughs> yeah, and Jacob Bryan will be. I'm sure we'll get the same aimed at him. He's he's got good feet for a big lad, so you know he, he certainly is very talented. Um, from you know the reports that I've seen of him previously, and, and the words of Ben Garner and. More than anything, it's going to be very intriguing to see who he upsets by kicking out the team. What do you think on that front then? Because we we do have options there at the moment. I don't think it's you know there's any risk of Romney Critchlow. Well, there's always a risk in January that Romney Critchlow might get recalled, and we have other options. Obviously, Dion Conroy, um, but it's good to have that sort of backup. And he's he's played in Ireland, hasn't he, Jacob Bryan? But hasn't played in England just yet, so. I mean, it'd be interesting. I think it's it's a good bolstering of of the of the back line. It is a good bolstering, like you said. He, he originally actually got spotted by Palace um, when he was at York City, so you know he certainly got some pedigree in the lower leagues as well. But you know where it comes on how he fits into this team. I have to say, Dion Conroy's place in defence has always kind of been guaranteed over the past couple of seasons, but. You know, Rob Hunt's playing well. Romney Critchlow's had a good season. Akin Odomeo has been playing well at times. Dion Conroy has, but, you know, you'd probably say he's he's, he's at danger of having his place taken in the team if Jacob Bryan's as good as what Ben Garner feels he can be. Yeah. Games come thick and fast, don't they? So it's, it's sensible to have options and it's not as... Um, it's not as simple as that guy's now out of the squad, is it? They will be rotated. Yeah, they will be rotated. And of course, like you said, so many games between now and the end of the season in such a short space of time as well. that I would imagine we will see rotation. But someone's got to be a regular starter. Manny Idem, however, didn't strike me as the sort of player that we'll be seeing in the first team anytime soon. That's... Sort of Garner's words more than anything, he, he did describe it as a bit behind the curve compared to Jojo and Lewis Ward. Yeah, it's more about the potential and seeing Emmanuel Idem improve quickly. Um, he's comfortable with his feet, very good shot stopper, but yeah, Swindon Town, in the words of Ben Garner, wanted a third goalkeeper. They've got one and hopefully they can develop him into something better. Yeah, others returning uh, to, well, we knew, we discovered that Harry Parsons had returned from Chippenham Town because he was on the bench against Manchester City and came on. And Ricky Aguilar's loan spell has come to an end. And although, of course, he's been training regularly with Swindon, there's a chance he might go back. But also, they're having a good look at him. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see Aguilar on the bench in the coming weeks. Yeah, both players recalled from their loan spell at Chippenham, like you mentioned, the reason this loan move has worked so well is because the both players, Harry Parsons and Ricky Aguilar, have still been training with Swindon Town week in, week out, and then going to play their games at Chippenham. They are now back in the club. Chippenham now don't have a game for over a week, which gives Swindon Town and Ben Garner a really good chance to look at both players. 
the interesting thing that Ben Garner said is that both of them are at an age now where they need to be playing. They have to be playing week in, week out. And if Swindon Town can't give them that, then they will be going back on loan to Chippenham. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone with affiliations <laughs> to, to Chippenham Town, any sort of loyalty to them, they'll be reassured that if Swindon don't need them, they'll be going back to Hard Newish Park. So don't panic. So let's look ahead to the Mansfield game because it's a huge game. I mean, they're in absolute spectacular form. Before we talk about Mansfield, though, talk to me, Ryan, about injuries and if and who is who's struggling and who who we might not see featuring on Tuesday night. Well, Harry McCurdy limped off uh, in that Man City game. I think everyone would hopefully realise that he's got cramp. He also then put an Instagram post out saying how bad that cramp was. Um, he's fine. He'll play Tuesday. Jack Payne is really the only noticeable absentee alongside Matthew Baldry, who is still a long-term injury prospect. Payne picked up this knee injury, really, in this in a Northampton win. At the time, like we said, no one really thought anything of it. He's since then missed that Manchester City game. He's not going to be available this week, and Swindon Town will know more at the end of this week. But as Ben Garner said, he's doing really well. And, and Jack Payne's the character that will do anything to get back as quick, as quick as possible. So out this week, possibly back next. Good. And Johnny Williams is okay, yeah? Johnny Williams is all fine. No issues. Came on the other day, didn't he? And, and I had to admit, if only he'd started the game, what could have been? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him limping nearer to the end, but <laughs> I think we were all limping nearer to the end of that game, weren't we? But <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's good that he's come out unscathed, especially as he was touch and go. They haven't really made those risks, have they, um, this season? Um, and they did so for Johnny. And that that's good. And there were a few sort of absences that we didn't know about. Like Jaden Mitchell Lawson was wasn't wasn't present. No one's really discussed that, but that was explained, wasn't it? Yeah, it was explained. I I, I did forget to mention that there. So Jaden Mitchell Lawson and a couple of other players, including Manny Idem, who wasn't on the bench for the week uh, for the weekend's match against Manchester City. The reason those players didn't play is because they returned inconclusive COVID tests. Since then, it's been confirmed that the players didn't. None of the players tested positive for COVID, oh. um, including one of the members of the backroom staff who had to miss the game. And all will be available for Tuesday now. I think it was Scott Marshall, wasn't it? Who missed it? Or was it, or was it Lindsay? No, it's Scott Marshall. Yeah, he missed a game and and that was unfortunate for him. It's probably even more frustrating the fact that they didn't have COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's that's good that they're back in contention. So Mansfield, they, they've had a real up and down season and the, the, the absolute quintessential up and down season because they started off quite shaky and they got as low down as the relegation zone. And in eight games, they find themselves now from being in the relegation zone to be in the top 10, having won all but one of their last eight games. Incredible. No draws, seven wins um, and and one loss in the middle there against Sutton. So Nigel Clough has really turned things around for Mansfield. This is a really, really tough game. And I really wonder how much we're considering this. You know, Swindon are playing well at the moment, but Mansfield incredible form like you said they're incredible isn't it you know we all looked at them at the start of the season and we played them at home at the start well near the start of the season and I think all of us thought that Mansfield were going to have quite a surprising season of struggles but since then they have gone in this magnificent form Ben Garner seems wary of them given that form just like most teams in the league would be um, they of course had this weekend game against Middlesbrough they went 2-0 down came back and, and unfortunately for Mansfield fans lost it right at the end in that game, which saw them leave the FA Cup. 
benefit for Swindon is that both teams will be tired going into this game. Mansfield had a really hard match against uh, Middlesbrough. Swindon had a hard game against Manchester City. So on fitness-wise, they should be around the same par. Swindon, in different form probably over the last couple of months, we could say. Looking more positive recently. But Mansfield, you know, what a task that is, what a challenge that is. And Ben Garner's hopeful, however, that Swindon can get the win. How do you think he'll set up for this? Do you think he'll, I mean, it sounds like he's going to make changes. Do you see anything radical in that sense? It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because I think a lot depends on how fit some of these players are following that intense game against Manchester City um, on Friday night and what their legs are like after that. You'd like to think, given the rest they've had, that they shouldn't be too bad. What I would say is I can't see Ben Garner ever drifting away from this 5-3-2 formation too often, even with Kessler Hayden going out at right wing back. Shall I run you through my lineup for the game? Yeah, go. Let's go through. So I think Lewis Ward will keep his place, of course, with Jojo uh, Wallacott away. It'd be immensely surprising if he didn't. Um, Kane Kessler Hayden is a massive loss, and that's why I actually think that possibly it'll be either Rob Hunt or even Akin Odomeo that could go to that right-back position. But we'll stick with Hunt um, at right-wing-back. We'll then go with a back three of Conroy, Odomeo and Critchlow with Jacob Bryan making the bench. And then we'll also have, I'm sure, Ellis Iandolo on the left wing. In midfield, Louis Reed and Jordan Lydon for me. Jordan Lydon was fantastic the other evening. He's been brilliant since coming back from injury and I'd expect him to keep his place alongside Johnny Williams in midfield who will hopefully return from injury. And then up front, Harry McCurdy and Tyree Simpson. Now, I am losing listeners on the basis of your pronunciation of Ellis. Uh, I, you know, everyone, I am sorry. I am so sorry. And I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how Sam Matterface pronounced it on ITV the other day, but if he pronounced it the same way I do, then it was my fault because I told him that's how you pronounce it. Oh, why are you doing this? In a phone call earlier in the week because I just had a moment of forgetfulness, basically. I know how we say it. You want me to say Iandolo. I'm going to say Iandolo because it's because people are now making it my thing. So leave it with me. Ellis Iandolo will play a left wing back. You're the worst. (laughs) But at least you're talking about me. That's all that matters. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That makes you even worse. What's going on? (laughs) Oh, give me a score then. I'm going 1 1 and I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw as well. I think it'll be. I can't really go the same as you, 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> but oh. I think Swindon, Swindon Town will, have been, will be probably against the odds. Yeah, and, and you know, we we tend to... I don't say we tend to go negative with our predictions. I always play it safe. Um, but this this is a really tricky game. They're, they're, you know, we've got a day extra or 12 hours or so extra uh, recovery than they did. And they really pushed Middlesbrough in that second half and... We were kind of hoping that they would take him to extra time until John Joe O'Toole scored that very late own goal. And um, we're, we're two clubs in very similar situations post-weekend, aren't we? So it, it's how both sides recover and get over those those two uh, FA Cup games is going to be interesting. It will. What I would say is, you know, maybe coming out of that weekend is that Swindon will be the more positive of the two teams because, of course, every, you expected to get beat by Manchester City. And really, by the time that Harry McCurdy scored, we were out of the game anyway. With Mansfield, like you said, they came from 2-0 down, got back into a position where they could at least push it to extra time or go through um, with a late goal. It went against them and they're probably hurting a little bit from that, which, you know, mental state could play a factor. 
the reason I've gone for a draw is simply because I just think Mansfield's form recently in the league is 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 brilliant and and at home in front of a crowd, you know, especially after coming so close at the weekend, they're gonna be hungry to to put a victory on the board. Yeah. Mansfield away, followed by Port Vale away, followed by Bristol Rovers at home. If we get a decent accumulation of points from those three games, we're gonna be just fine. Yeah, well if if we get through those, then you know, playoffs are pretty much guaranteed, aren't they? Um, you know, saying that I don't think we should give up on the automatic spots. We win tomorrow. That, that takes us on to 40 points. Tranmere down 41. Forest Green, I think they're going to start taking off a little bit again, aren't they? At the top of the table. But that, that, second, that second place is still to play for. It's happening for Forest Green Rovers, isn't it? It's uh, all falling into place finally for them. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I've got no opinion about Forest Green Rovers whatsoever, but still, there we go. Boo! Okay, then, well, it's transfer month, so any update on, on that front? Um, not too much update on that front, as things stand at the moment. Ben Chorley has a list upon lists of players, is what the quote that Ben Garner used today. They've had contingency plans in place in case any of the lone players, such as Kessler Hayden, had to leave. But from Ben Garner's point of view, they're not bringing any player just for the sake of having a squad member there, which is what we've probably done in years gone by. They're doing, they're doing their due diligence. It's also really important to Ben Garner that any player that comes in is not only a good footballer and fits their style, but also can fit into the off-the-pitch antics as well, I guess, for want of a better word, because this group is so close to so many different personalities in there that they have to be able to gel into that because that has been part of the reason why we've been able to be successful this season. Not any names being banded about at the moment in time. I've not heard too much elsewhere either. Saying that, Swindon are probably going to announce the signing later today. <laughs> oh, I'd like that, but at the same time, I get your frustration. Okay, should we should we listen to your questions? Yes, let's go for it. Harry McCurdy, he doesn't lead the league scoring stats this season, um, albeit he's quite far below some of the scorers, but his recent form, would it be fair to say that he's actually probably the most dangerous forward in the league? Uh, I don't know, because I don't see all the other players each week. Um, you know, all I can comment is what he does for us and that, how important he's been. And, um, you know, I think Harry's a player that uh, was at a crossroads in his career mm-hmm. um, when, when I came into the club and, um, you know, had actually come in on trial and um, has taken the opportunity. You know, he's taken the opportunity. He's got a point to prove. He's got some hunger and desire and he, he's a really talented player, I think. He needed to fit into a system and a way of playing and I think he needed to be loved. And um, the pleasing thing with him as well, I think he's won four games about a yellow card now as well, which is <laughs> which is great because I think he's better when he's calmer and, and he's more tuned into the game. But he wears his heart on his sleeve. He gets frustrated when he thinks there's been an injustice against him and the team. Um, and that's something that he's learning all the time. So he, he's in wonderful form delighted to have him here and um, and hopefully he can continue that strong form through into the end of the season and just kind of talking about you, you spoke there about transfers um how much is this embargo that you're still currently under impacting you still because you i know you've said previously it makes it probably clearer because you know what parameters you have to work in but <laughs> how much is this making things like a little bit harder um yeah it does make it harder without doubt because you're you're restricted on what you can and can't do so you know, once the embargo is lifted, we've got a lot more freedom. Um, we've got a lot more vulnerability and, and we can be a little bit more creative with what we do. But um, as things stand, we are working with within these parameters and it's just a case of doing the best we can within those guidelines um, to get the best possible squad. 
that can challenge for the rest of the season and give us the best possible chance of, of, of success. And finally, there was a couple of contract extensions recently, um, but are you hopeful there'll be some more soon? Because you know, with with the clock ticking, it wouldn't be surprising that some of your players might get tapped up, considering how well they've performed. Yeah, I mean, again, again, that's something we're very aware of. Um, but as with players coming into the club, we also have those restrictions internally with with contract extensions. So, again, we are working within those parameters, and and we would like to. Um, secure some of the players on, on longer contracts and that's something that we will look at between now and the end of the season and even in the summer if, if we have to go that late. Um, so yeah, we, we're well aware of that. Um, we understand the short-term situation when we came in um, but we also had an eye on the long term and we still have that. You know, it's important that we're we're progressing the club and we're, and we're building the club all the time. Brilliant. Thank you, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. So then, Harry McCurdy. The it, it's Harry McCurdy month at Swindon Town, isn't it? And uh, an incredible start to the year for him. And uh, long may it continue. Every month seems to be Harry McCurdy month, <laughs> doesn't it? With whether he's making the headlines off the pitch or on the pitch. For me, the question that I posed to Ben Garner, like you heard, was just about whether he's the best attacker in the league based on recent form. He's not up there in the, in terms of the top scorers, but scored four in the, in the league. Scored against Manchester City the other day has been a pain in the backside of sides this season, especially in the last couple of months. And I think that, for me, you know, Harry McCurdy is a player that Swindon Town needs to keep hold of. Um, and he could be a massive threat. I know we probably have different views on this. I think he can play a lot higher than League Two, really, if he's under the right manager. And Ben Garner feels he's getting the best out of him simply by giving him a bit of love. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think that's key. That that that's a point. You, you you obviously talked about the embargo and contracts too, and it is we are at a point of the season now, and and, and the club's future where just some reassurance on tying some of these players down would go a long way. Yeah, exactly. And and the worry for Swindon Town is that if things carry on the way they are, and we we carry on playing well, and individual players keep getting mentioned as being big performers. If teams look at them and say, actually, he's only got six months left on his contract, you know, then Swindon are in a position whereby they're quite vulnerable to other teams either submitting a bid or, as Ben Garner said in Newell Day, we could even be in a position whereby we get to the summer and we have to try and tie players down to a contract then who are about to be out of contract. So it's a dangerous game that Swindon are playing. I don't think it's entirely their fault. Ben Garner mentioned that we're, this transfer embargo means we can't give certain players contracts. It would be really helpful if we were just told what these certain conditions were and why we can't give players contracts because there seems to be so many different restrictions under the embargo. We know that they can't sign per players uh, for a fee at the moment in time, but we don't know what it means for contracted players. So, you know, they need to get some players down. Ben Chorley and Ben Garner are working tirelessly at this, but they have to work within the parameters that they are. And, and the worry for Swindon Town is that they get promoted and then all their players leave them as we had last season. Yeah, it's it's kind of a a worry for another day, but it's a very real worry, especially if we don't go up, that we 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 find ourselves doing another summer rebuild as aggressive as the one that we had last year. But there's no point fretting about it. What will be, will be. Yeah, exactly. What will be, will be, and we'll and we'll hopefully see some more soon. Here is a hope in. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, a, a, a double presser week so i will talk to you again on friday no doubt i will speak to you then rich and for the meantime here's open swindon can 
climb up that league table that little bit further. Oh, here's hoping. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Rich. The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 